Hello, everyone. I'm Harrison Zyberg, and this is our 31st episode of A Moment in History. Um, this is WCCS Podcast, and if my guests would like to introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Tegan. I'm currently a sophomore at Johnson & Wales University, and I'm from Long Island, New York. Cool. So I was wondering, um, just to start off, could you tell us a little bit about your school? Um, well, I actually go to a school. It's a huge culinary and hospitality school. We actually have our own radio station here as well, which I'm a part of. So I'm very honored to be on your show today. And I'm currently studying travel tourism, hospitality management with a minor in food and beverage management. A lot of people here study either culinary or hospitality, but we do have a lot of majors here. It's a very fun school to be at. Very beautiful. So, Any other information you wanted to know about the school? Anything in particular? Um, not, nothing in particular, I think. Okay, awesome. <laughs> so to start off with a really broad question and then hopefully get very narrow about the end of the interview. Um, I think that this year is going to be a year that people look back to a lot and study because I think it's been very eventful and there's been a lot of things happening at the same time. If you can think a few years in the future when people start to write books about this or make documentaries or even set novels in this time, what issues or events do you think they're going to focus on? Then what issues do you think they're going to ignore? I really think that a lot of the documentaries that are coming out, everything's going to start to be about people. Because I feel like when I look in the past, whenever we hear stuff, a lot about a lot is about certain people. It's about like these moments between people. And I feel like a lot of people are going to focus on little moments like that. But I think that a lot of people are going to notice how everyone reacted to a situation because no one's been in this situation before in their lifetime. No one's been in anything like it. The last pandemic was in 1918. So no one has experienced anything like this. And I really think that people are going to maybe joke about like, oh yeah, remember like the toilet paper crisis, remember this kind of crisis, because in today's generation, I feel like we kind of make jokes out of everything. And that's like, we use a lot of humor and I feel like a lot of people are just going to try to skip over like the seriousness of it. But in reality, I think we need to know the seriousness of it because history repeats itself. But yeah. Do you think any important issues are going to be ignored? I really think that they're going to ignore how, or at least certain places are going to ignore how everywhere, everyone took this virus in a different way. Depending on where you were in the world, some people took it very seriously. Some people really didn't, like took it as a grain of salt. And I feel like people are really going to ignore that there was that huge difference between people, like some people were caring. And you're going to see those stories that were, oh yeah, I was locked in my house completely. Because there are still people who, who like, refuse to leave their house. They don't want to do anything. But then there's those people who are like, I want to get out and do things. And I feel like we're really going to just forget that there was that gap. And it's just going to be two different it was going to be as if it was completely two different events that went on. Well, then to, um, for you, I guess we can, um, this question will be for you, but if, if you want, you can think of it more generally. Um, there are certain moments that happen where they can be known as like they define a generation or they have a lasting effect on it going forward. Mm-hmm. And do you think that this year with COVID and really everything beyond COVID, because there's been a lot of other big events, do you think this year will have a lasting effect on how you view the world or you view certain things? And do you think that effect's going to be on everyone of our, around our age? 
I know that's definitely affected me and I believe it's definitely going to affect our entire generation. So as I said before, no one's been through something like this before. And this is something that's definitely taken its toll on everyone. And it's not just necessarily our generation. Cause I look at kids who are much younger than me and I'm like, how do you explain to a kid that they're supposed to wear a mask so that they don't get a disease or so that they're not spreading a disease. And just think about how that must shape people. And we really see like how much people have cared about each other. I come from a community that if something happens, everyone bands together, everyone helps each other out. And I think that we're really going to look at moments like that and realize that we really need to help each other out. Sometimes we really need to just band together. And I think that that's really going to help us moving forward that sometimes the world isn't just about one person. It's about all of us combined and it takes everyone. It takes a village. Do you think there's been any, um, forgotten issues in these past few months, issues that we really should be paying attention to, but we haven't been? I think there are so many issues that we just kind of forget about that we mull over, but I don't know how to explain it. I'm trying to think of how to explain it. I just think that there are so many issues and I feel like our world has just become so political that as soon as like, I know like when I hear the word issue, all of a sudden, like I personally think with politics, just because during all of this, politics have been such a huge thing. Like I never really thought, like I know like, oh, as you get older, like politics become more involved in your life. I feel like especially during this time, I've heard so much more about politics than I ever have in my entire life and more than I expected to hear about. And so I feel like a lot of those issues were kind of like forgotten about because everything kind of went on to like COVID and how this is being handled and everything else going on. And like everything's just become a lot more political. So I feel like we've forgotten like the real issues. Not that this isn't a real issue. I'm just, I'm trying to think of what to say. I'm sorry. Do you think, um, I guess if you want to give a specific of like what has become more political or what's been really politicized in your opinion? I've noticed that wearing a mask i never realized that wearing a mask could become such a political situation like in my mind i never really thought about something like that because i know that like a lot of places like you would wear a mask if you were sick before any of the season happened but i didn't realize that sorry i just actually got a call i lost the screen for a second so hold on there we go sorry about that but i didn't realize that wearing a mask would be such a political issue, especially like in this time. Has it been a political issue in your hometown? Kind of, yes. It was definitely a huge, like, oh, like, I don't feel like, it's stupid to have to wear a mask. Oh, like, I'm not gonna wear a mask. And especially like, I work in a restaurant. So as, as long as you're standing in a restaurant, you have to wear a mask. But if customers are sitting, then they don't have to. But people complain about having to wear it on the way to walk down, like to go sit. And people are like, I'm not wearing a mask to sit down. We're like, just because we don't want to lose our liquor license, we just have to have you do it. And that's definitely become, like I've noticed it a lot being in a restaurant, the differences between like how people are treating it necessarily. And like some people are like, oh, I'm not going to wear a mask. Some people are like, oh yeah, like I'll wear a mask. If there are people, if I'm a waitress, so like I go up to a table and they're like, oh, everyone put on your mask. I'm like, no, you don't have to because you're sitting. Because at least that's the laws where I'm from. I'm like, you're sitting, you don't have to wear a mask. I have to wear one because I'm serving. And it's just seeing like 
the entire differences of it. It's just, it's really weird to see just the two like completely different ways that people treat a mask. I'm curious because you said you're a waitress. Yes. So how does that job work in a world where COVID and where social distancing is a thing? I'm curious if you could tell me about that. Well, we also have, so I work in a really tiny restaurant. We didn't have outdoor seating before this, but they ended up letting us do outdoor seating because we're in a plaza. They let us do outdoor seating because of everything going on. And we were only allowed to have 50% inside. And it's been really, really weird having to make sure like all the tables are out there. It's like trying to measure everything, like make sure the bar stools are six feet apart. It's definitely been really interesting seeing how everything's going on, but on the good part of it, I've noticed so many people that just come in and they're like, we just wanted to get out. We just want to sit outside where you just like want to get drinks and an appetizer. We just wanted to see people like be around people again. And I completely understand that they wanted to do that. And it was just so nice to see everyone come out and just say like, I just want to like be out. Like, I just want to like see things. I just want to like see like the stars at night. And it's been really nice to be able to see like that completely difference about people appreciating the little things because not everyone necessarily appreciated the little things before. Did you ever, um, were you ever afraid to go to work during a pandemic knowing the possibility of what may happen because of it? I didn't necessarily fear going to work. I was the person at work that I kind of just, because of, at least by me, like the, they were coming in, like the state liquor was coming around. They were trying to like find people. A lot of places were getting liquor licenses pulled. And that, that scared me. It wasn't the idea of like people coming in, possibly getting sick. Cause I know to myself, I would always wash my hands. I would always wear my mask just to be safe when I was at work. Cause I knew that it wasn't just for my safety. It was also for my customer's safety because especially in a restaurant, it's all about the customer. It's all about making the customer happy, keeping the customer safe. And, but the fear was definitely the people who were like, I'm not going to listen to your rules. And I'm like, what if the state liquor authority comes? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not getting my license pulled because of you. And I know that makes me sound like such a stickler. It's just, it's really hard working in a restaurant and bar, possibly getting a liquor license pulled. I didn't want that to be on me. And I didn't want my bosses to go under that. Now you said you were from Long Island, right? Yes. So was there a fairly large divide in the city or town you were from of people who were following the rules and people who were uh, sort of ignoring them? Because New York was one of the hardest hit states at the beginning of this. Yes, at the beginning. And surprisingly, our numbers have gone very far down, which is good to know. But it was definitely a lot of people, a lot of the locals were following rules. But as people started to leave the city and start going out across the island, like everyone wanted to leave the city, get out of the condensed areas. And they started going everywhere anywhere else they could go to get as far as away from the city as they could. That's when I started noticing a huge difference in the rule following. And also as time went on, people were just kind of like, I'm sick of this. But I also know people who still like have not left their house since March, just because they have, I mean, just because they've been so fearful of possibly getting COVID, spreading COVID. And just seeing like the difference of like, now that people want to like leave and now people are saying that they don't want to go back to the city anymore in case anything like this happens again, in case the second wave comes. And everyone's, it's seeing the two different ideals, seeing, especially like when people like we're leaving, they're like, well, we're really scared. But at the same time, they're like, but I also don't want to follow the rules. Right. There was a lot of that. 
there's a lot of like, oh, I don't want to get anything, but I don't want to follow your rules. And that I noticed that a lot from a lot of people, but there was definitely a huge divide in how people treated it and how people took it. Uh, what were the guidelines that your city had? Our guidelines were, we were just, we were trying to follow everything that this, I mean, obviously we had to follow everything that the state said, but again, every, they were six feet apart. I, everyone like at least on the, I worked basically, I was at work basically all the time. So that's how I know the guidelines just for the restaurants, but everything had to be six feet apart. Everyone had to wear a mask. I felt so bad for the guys in the kitchen that they had to wear masks like in that brutal heat when we had an I want to say like 120 degree day and they were just like just because the temperature of the kitchen and I'm like how how can they work in 120 degrees and wear a mask like I just felt terrible for them but just everything was changing again if you were inside wear a mask if you were outside still standing wearing a mask we had to change to paper menus because people couldn't touch the same menus and if they did take one of the menus that were laminated, we had to sanitize everything. Everything had to be sanitized. When someone got up on the table, there was nothing that could not be sanitized. We had, we couldn't have setups on the table anymore because nothing was allowed to be preset. You had to have an empty table. Everything had to be brought to you. And it was just, and a lot, definitely a lot more, like we've always washed our hands, hmm. but it, got crazy because we didn't necessarily want to use like hand sanitizer all the time because it, like, it dries out your hands. So we were washing our hands all the time. So everyone just sat there, everyone had like damaged hands from that because you had to be washing it more than normal. Everything was, I've never seen everything so clean. And even I'd go to other places, like no matter where you went, if you went to the grocery store, if you went to the pharmacy, everything was so clean because everything had to be sanitized and that's just how I just know, like, that's what I saw in my town. Let's say if money wasn't an issue, if you took that out of the equation, would you have wanted the restaurant you worked at and other restaurants to reopen, or do you think they should still be closed? That's a very hard question to answer. I know they, again, even like with money not being involved necessarily, I think that it's because there's two sides to it. And I personally just, I, I see both sides to it. I'm kind of in the middle where it's like, no, people are getting close. People are going out with people. But at the same time, that's also a good factor that people are able to see people. Because a lot of people stick to like a few people they see. They don't necessarily go out, the little parties or anything. Like people just see like the few people they want to see. And again, see people like, oh yeah, I haven't seen my grandkids in forever. So I just want to take them out and like get an appetizer. And it's sweet little moments like that that I'm like, it's hot. It's nice that we reopened. I'm glad. And like some people, that is their social situation is like they go out, they'll sit at the bar or like they'll go out with a few friends. So it's definitely a whole two-sided situation because I understand how people still see it as super dangerous. Me knowing that we had everything cleaned, everything sanitized, we were doing all the right things. Everything was six feet apart that was good and I felt like okay like it's good having people here but I understand how people are like oh like I worry about going out because some places won't necessarily do the same things that we do because we were making sure that we followed it because again we always try to put the customer first. Now 2020 has been if anything an eventful year and 
there seems to be always like a new news story. Uh, I'm curious, just in the last two weeks, what do you think the biggest news story has been? I'm going to be completely honest. I really have been not really watching the news. I've, again, I've been working like crazy. So I haven't really been trying to pay attention to anything. So I, if anything, just the biggest thing is probably all the colleges closing because mm -hmm. a lot of places are starting to slowly close and close or like, oh, we're going to go online. And I think that's probably really big news in a sense that it affects so many people. Mm -hmm. So because I haven't seen any actual news, I'm going to say that that's probably the biggest news, at least in my eyes, because I know how much it's affected a lot of my friends as well. To go on to some uh, questions not particularly related to COVID, um, but during these last few months, have you had a highlight moment, a positive moment? Because they've been, if anything, fairly stressful last month. I was curious, do you find, in your memory, do you have like a highlight of them? I have to say just being around my family so much has been really, really nice because especially because I was gone for the entire year. It's so nice to just be able to see them and just hang out with them and really just connect for a while just because I'm very, very close to my family. My family means the world to me. So just being able to like spend time with them and just like have one summer where we can just like sit by the pool for a day because we had the time to do it as like an entire family because Every, like we all have things where we're like, we all get busy, we all get crazy. And just having like those first few months when like everything like, as, like March, April, like until like mid-May, like once like things started to reopen in New York, like when everyone was inside, just having like that time to just be with my family is probably the biggest highlight. And it's probably the best thing I could ask for. Have you had any movies or TV shows that you've really started to like or watch in the last few months? So I'm an avid Disney fan. So Disney Plus has been a blessing to me. I've been watching probably almost everything you could imagine on Disney Plus. I actually learned that there was a Hercules TV show. I don't recommend it, but I learned that there was one. There were a lot of things that I just discovered. It's been really exciting. But Parks and Rec, definitely on Netflix. That I've been watching that. Schitt's Creek. So just trying to stay entertained. Has there been any um, books or music that you've gone to that you hadn't seen before you revisited? So I'm a lover of Broadway. So I've been, I've been really listening to Legally Blonde recently, some Hairspray, but, and a lot of, how do I put like music from movies. Mm -hmm. So a lot of like movie soundtracks, a lot of stuff like that, just because that's what makes me happy. And in terms of books, because I was working so much, I didn't have much time to read. And I'm gonna sound like a five-year-old, but I've been rereading Harry Potter. So that's been really exciting to me just because again, it's like a little like thing that makes me happy. And like, and during this time, we just need to find those little things that make us happy, find like those little things and just appreciate the little things that we have. Do you have a favorite book in the series? I have to say my favorite book is probably Prisoner of Azkaban. It's the correct choice, so. <laughs> and then I, the, in terms of movies, just because I had to put that out there, a lot of people disagree with me on that. This is very controversial, it's Harry Potter. So I really like Chamber of Secrets. I just thought that they had really good special effects, especially for the time that was going on. 
And I thought that they played it out very well, considering all of the really important things that are left out of the movies. Mm. I thought that Chamber of Secrets would sit. Chamber of Secrets is probably the best. I would probably rank the first two movies higher than the later movies. I think the sixth movie is the worst one, The Half-Blood Prince. Not a fan. I've watched the fifth one way too many times for some reason whenever I turned on sci-fi because there's been Harry Mm -hmm. Potter marathons on every single channel going on the past few months. Whenever I turn on the TV, it was always the fifth movie. I'm like, I've seen you already like 10 times. I'm like, where are the good ones? (laughs) I just don't like how the last ones, like they decided to not use lighting or it's all really dark all the time. So you can't tell what's going on. Mm -hmm. Well, if you notice in the beginning, just in like the first scene, that is gonna show like what the movie is like. Cause if you notice going on, like where it says like Warner Brothers, like as it goes on, just that one screen, it gets darker and darker as it goes on just to like, for the significance of that everything gets darker in general. But yeah, I completely understand where it's just like, like no, add some lighting in there, it's fine. Don't worry about it, we get the point. So when do you think, um, or let me rephrase that. Uh, when will you be comfortable with shaking a stranger's hand again? If you're not already. I honestly have no idea. At all. And really shake strangers' hands unless I'm in an interview or something. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really thought about that. I just got really stumbled with that question. I, I honestly, I have no idea. It's, I'm, I'm totally okay with handshakes just never coming back. Not a fan of them in general. <laughs> Are you okay with high fives? Like, they're better than handshakes. I think a wave does the same thing. No, I'm, cause, and when I think of a handshake, I just think it's like such a formal situation. Like, when am I going to be in a formal situation like that again? Because <laughs> we really don't know. Is there anything that you have missed in these last few months that was pre-COVID that you miss doing? I really, really missed being with my friends and being back up at school. That was definitely hard on me was just being away because I love, because my school's in Providence. I love Providence so much. And it was definitely hard being away after like getting that freedom and being at school and like I was supposed to be in a musical, but everything was just... Mm-hmm canceled everything was gone and that definitely I've missed that I've really missed Broadway (laughs) as I said Mm -hmm. before I'm very much a Broadway fan so I've missed my Broadway a lot (laughs) what musical were you gonna be in well I was supposed to be in Pippin last year and then I wasn't supposed to be in one this summer but my sister works with like Broadway and things and I was trying to convince her to bring me to shows. (laughs) And then I'm curious, so when was the last time you have seen in person your friends from school? My friends from school. I'm gonna be honest, I saw one in June. But that was the last time I saw a friend from school. Now to move on, I guess just to your school specific, what was your school's reaction uh, when COVID became a reality? They were handling a lot different than other schools were, especially because we have a lot of labs. We have equestrian majors. And as I said before, we have a huge culinary program. So culinary and baking and pastry labs. 
So they really wanted to make sure that they were going to get those labs back. So originally they said, okay, we're going to take a month off and then we're going to come back. And if anyone like wanted to stay for the month, they could stay for the month or you could just go home and come back in a month just because they want to make sure that everyone got that same level of education because you can't really teach cooking virtually at all. It's not the same as being in person. So they were trying to bring us back, but then it ended up not working out. But they were really trying to like hold on to that hope. They were really trying to keep the students positive. Like, don't worry, we're going to come back. This is going to be okay. And they were just trying to keep up our positivity. Be like, this is, like, don't worry. Like, nothing bad's going to happen. And I think that that was definitely a good move that they made for their students. Because again, like a lot of the, like a lot of freshmen, it's like their first time away. And they were kind of like, yeah, like we're like here. Then it's like, oh, well, you're in now. Like, we're going to lose our freedom. And they're kind of like, no, you're not. Like, don't worry, we're coming back. And then they ended up having to reschedule labs for summer. So all summer, some kids have been doing labs, but they were able to like bring students back, learn how to like help students come back, what like works, what doesn't work. So they've definitely just been trying some trial and error and just trying to be there for the student. They had all their academic sources open and everything. And that was very nice. If you give your school's response a letter grade, what would it be? It's probably a B plus. What, um, so again, can you say your majors again? <laughs> I'm a travel, tourism, hospitality major with a minor in food and beverage management. So what were online classes like for you? Because I've never spoken with anyone who's had those majors before. It was definitely interesting because last year our school was on trimesters, so I actually only had four classes online. I know some people had to balance a lot more than that, so I feel fortunate it was only four. I'm the kind of person that's going to sit there and study, like read the textbook. So for me, it wasn't terrible. I didn't like not being able to go to office hours or to have that experience of talking to teachers. So that was a little bit difficult. I felt so bad. I was emailing my teachers a lot. I'm sure they were like, this girl's like, this girl is emailing me again. But just because I'm the kind of person I need to talk to a teacher, I need to clarify. So they ended up going well with, like for me at least. But I know that some people like, do have struggles with them. Some people, it's hard for them to pay attention online. And I know like for me, like I would sit there and be like, well, I could pay attention to class, but my phone's right there. And that was definitely just a hard thing to handle with is like trying not to like, oh, well, I have to like do my laundry while my class is going on. Like I have to do this or that, the other thing. It was hard to like pretend like I'm in a classroom, need to focus on what's going on. Are you going to be online next semester? Yes, we are online this semester. As and how do you, I guess, feel moving, so since you already had this pretty abrupt experience with online learning, do you feel more prepared going forward or is it, are you, is it the same worries as before? I definitely feel much more prepared for it and because I know that I have all my sources, I know it makes it so much easier. Like we have our academic success center, so we're allowed to, like they still do remote tutoring, they still do everything that they had just remotely. So that's definitely really nice. Like I could still have people look over my papers because we have a writing center and that's just, so I feel like I'm more prepared that I can even probably do better this, like this semester than I did last try. Now, before COVID hit um, America, really New England, uh, mm -hmm. where we both go to school, it was in pretty large in other parts of the world. And then yeah. we saw it and it was in the news. Were you aware of COVID? before it became an everyday reality or did it happen very suddenly for you? I was aware of it and I was kind of keeping up on the news. But like it, I 
I just never really expected it to like spread that fast. I so like I knew it was happening, but the spread was happening very quickly because it started in like December, January. I started seeing like oh like this new disease is like breaking out in China. Like oh everyone in China is locking down. Like that kind of sounds scary. I'm like I kind of hope this doesn't come here, and it just didn't really seem like a reality. So when I, we were on spring break, and all of a sudden, because again we were on trimester, so our schedule was much different than other colleges. And I started to see like, oh, like there's cases in Rhode Island, like there's cases here. It was just really nerve wracking to see like how quickly it had come to the United States. Cause I feel like none of us really thought that it was going to come to the United States in a sense, yeah. Now, during quarantine, I know you've, you've said this uh, often how much you've worked, but I was wondering, could you just tell us what a typical day for you has been like? Probably just getting up, doing my classes, doing all my classwork, focusing on that because one of my professors loved giving every week we had a paper, the least amount of pages it was going to be was three, the largest going to be 10. So every single week we had to do a paper that's going to be somewhere between those number of pages. I'd usually be working on those because I need to go on resources, everything. But a lot of it was just school. And when I was done with school, I was like, okay, it's family time. I'm hanging out. I would always try to be done by two o'clock if possible. Because my classes, I would have, like the last one would end at 1.30. And then if I had to go to office hours, that was usually after my classes were over. So I just try to be done by two. I'm like, okay. Because like, I'm an early morning person. So I have all of my homework. I do that in the morning. Everything will be focused on in the morning just so I could be able to like spend time with my family, do things that make me happy. Because I know like with me personally, I need to just, the little things, just the little things that make me happy. I got a lot of projects done, which was really nice. So usually I try to work on a project in the afternoon, try to make things look nice. I would probably be snuggling with my dogs most of the time. (laughs) But Just to go even farther back, do you remember the, first moment you learned you'd be moving from on-campus learning to online learning and if you do can tell some like the feelings surrounding that i was devastated i remember it was at i can tell you exactly it was st patrick's day i got up i'm like it's gonna be a good day i was still in my dorm because i decided to stay until we were going to come back at the time and i remember getting an email and i was like oh this is I remember just being devastated, kind of just, I didn't even know how to feel. I just kind of stopped. I was like, this isn't happening. I really, like, I I love being home. I love where I'm from. I'm from a beautiful place, and I'm very lucky to live there. But I'm like, I'm really going to miss the city. I'm really going to miss living here. And that definitely just took its toll on me. I wasn't even necessarily worried about online classes. That wasn't like my first thing that I thought of. It was like, oh, like, I have to leave my new home. And so that definitely took its toll on me. That was my initial feeling with just, I'm leaving home because now I have two homes. Did those feelings change at all in these last few months or has it sort of been still a sense of loss going forward? It didn't necessarily change. I was just like, well, when I, I went home and then I was happy to be home and I kind of just adapted to life there. And then me and my friend had actually, like we ended up moving to Providence anyway. So that was really nice for me because I was still able to like be in like my home. So it was definitely like, we didn't care if we're gonna have online or not. 
I just wanted to be back in the city because I come from a very small town. So being in the city is a really nice thing for me. And yeah, so I would say that they haven't necessarily changed just because I kind of just changed my outlook on everything. Because when I first got home, I'm like, okay, I'm lucky to be home. I'm lucky to like, be safe. I'm lucky that my family's safe and everything right now, especially because it hit my hometown very hard. So it was just really nice to just be like, okay, positivity, positivity, mm -hmm. and then just still have the ability to come back up here was very nice. So did you come back to your hometown as COVID hit it? Or did you come back after? Right in the middle of how everything had gotten there. Because that was one of the reasons I decided to stay up originally for that month was because they told us, oh, yeah, well, it's really bad down here. And so my parents were like, just stay up there. Like, you're probably like, you're better up there. And then when the school's like, okay, go home. I'm like, okay, I'm going home to like a really bad situation as opposed to like up here. It wasn't as bad as it was in my hometown up here. Well, then what about feel like because obviously you're going from yeah Rhode Island was a relatively safe state compared to New York early on so yeah what, what were your feelings surrounding having to go back stressful because it was like going home and it was quick shut down it was staying inside like not leaving I wasn't really able to see anyone because like I know a lot of people went home and they're like oh look I'm going out to the brunch with my friends or I'm doing this like oh yeah like I'm doing this and where I'm from it was kind of I went home like you weren't allowed to be out past 8 p.m and like you weren't allowed to like be like on between 8 p.m and I think it was 5 or 6 a.m you weren't allowed to be on the roads at all like no excuse and that was definitely it was so weird to just go back like from being like okay well I have a little bit of freedom up here to go back and be like okay you're inside and that's where you're gonna stay unless you're going to the grocery store and that was really like the only time people necessarily left their houses. Now as your um as your school reopens and as many parts of the country open um, you already said you're going to be remote for next semester. Yes, my school's actually doing it. I said remote earlier, but that's for me personally. They're doing where freshmen and lab classes are going to be in person. So they, so they have partially in person, but I know for me personally, because I don't have labs this semester, I'm online. Do you agree with your school's response? I think they've done a very fair job about it. I know a lot of people have complained about it because they did change very suddenly in the beginning of August. They're like, but they also changed what was going on, I think, for the best of their students. And I try to look at it like that, like as at the school. They definitely tried to do what was best for their students, how to keep everyone safe and healthy, because right now it's a world of unknowns. Everything's been a question mark. So I definitely feel like they did. A, they, I do agree with my school. I do agree with what my school did because they did what they were supposed to. They looked out for their students. Now, I'm oh, sorry. Um, now, unlike a radio show, which is live and it's sort of one and done, this will be on Spotify and there'll be a record. Um, I was curious, do you have a, if you, if you could give a message to yourself and let's say for a few years you listen back to this, what would it be? Enjoy everything you have enjoy life that's probably the best thing i could say to myself is just to make sure that every moment you're living life to the fullest because none of us really expected for this to happen and to lose that freedom for a long time so i have to say just enjoy everything you have and to anyone listening just enjoy life the little things the big things whatever is going on just have fun 
do what makes you happy, build that pillow fort. It doesn't matter how old you are, just live. If you could send a message to the historians and documentary filmmakers that we talked about before, would it, would it be the same message or something different? Well, I feel like it would have to be a little bit more professional for something like that, but it would probably be along the same message. Just you, you have to stay positive in some situations. And I honestly think that this situation, it put everyone in, it put everyone in unknown situations constantly. And I think that that just shows us that we have to embrace uncertainty and go with the flow. And I think that there was nothing more that shows this more in life. Cause we've been saying it for years. I know I've always heard it like, just go with the flow, go with the flow. Nothing has shown that more than this entire situation that you just have to live life, go with the flow and do what makes you happy. And uh, we're, we are able to set up this interview because through our respective radio stations. So I just wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about your radio station and your own involvement in it. Well, I'm actually just starting a radio station this year with one of my friends and we're doing a show. It's going to be called the greasers, which is, we realized is very misleading. We are, we call ourselves Daniela Zuko and I'm Sandra D and, but we're talking about K-pop and Disney. So we realized that a little bit late that it was very misleading, but we just decided that we're going to have fun with it. It's very new to both of us. We just spontaneously were texting each other one day like, hey, want to do a radio show? Sure. Wait, are you serious? Yes. Are you serious? Yeah. And that's kind of just how it came to be. And we just decided we'll do positive news. We're going to talk about good things going on. We're going to talk about K-pop news, maybe play some Disney music. So it's going to be a little chaotic at first, but we'll figure out what we're going to do as time goes on. Again, uncertainty, just go with it. <laughs> and here's something that I've, I realized I should have asked other people, but you'll be the first person I ask. Oh, I feel so um, for most of my first interviews, they were either my friends or acquaintances and people I knew. So it was sort of a friend asking a friend to be interviewed. But this is the first time I've met you. And we were contacted. I didn't even know your name. Someone else emailed your station. Why did you agree to be interviewed for this series? I agreed to be interviewed because I loved the idea of it. Like as soon as we were told like, oh yeah, well they're doing like a moment in time, just because in the future, people are gonna look back to like what was going on. I know like when we look back in history, we see like people's like, for example, like Anne Frank's journal, like we learn from what genuinely happened in the past from different like literature, from different art, what happens in the past. And I was like, this could be a part of history one day. So I just thought that was really cool because right now we're living through history and then like now I was able to document it because I really wanted to write a journal because everyone's like, oh, like write a journal, this is going to be history. And I never had time. So I'm like, this is going to be part of history. So I figured that's why. Also, as someone who kept a journal. People as well. So. As someone who kept a journal, it's very annoying, especially if you don't want to write. I kept it for maybe a solid like four days and then it was just done. <laughs> I tried though. I tried, but I just ended up getting really busy and I was like, I, hmm. yeah, there's nothing exciting going on right now. Like I wish I had like, more to write about. Well, if you think about it, the whole idea is the people who will be able to write journals tend to be the people who can make time for it or aren't as busy. And that only gives a very obscured view of what actually 
the history was and what happened. That's very true. I never really thought about it like that. So to, I like to give the opportunity to everyone I've spoken to is just, is there anything else you'd like to talk about or to say that we haven't covered yet? Nothing I can think of. Then we can move on to the last two questions, which are, these have remained consistent throughout all the interviews. Um, the second to last one is, what do you think the next steps are? And that can either be for you, family, school, however, whoever you want to apply that to, just what do you think the steps they should take are? I generally have no idea. And I'm going to be completely honest about that. I really don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea what I could even imagine because we never really know what's going to happen right now. Like everything that I think is going to happen makes a different turn. I really think that we're slowly going to start opening. Things are slowly going to start getting better. I think that eventually we're going to get a vaccine. And I kind of just have like my mindset that good things are going to come our way. I think that in life we see negatives, we see positives, but we can look at situations and we can interpret situations based off of our reactions because I genuinely feel that life isn't what's, hap what's happening to us, it's how we react to it. So it's just, it's really, it's whatever happens and happens. And we really don't know what's gonna happen. We just gotta go with life and take it as a grain of salt. And then to ask the last question, um, and I'm always most curious about how people answer this, but are you hopeful? I'm always a very hopeful person and I'm very hopeful that good things are going to come our way. I'm very hopeful that everything is going to work out. And in my mind, just everything is going to work out. Everything is going to get better. I think that they always say that like everything takes time. And I think this is one of those situations, everything just is going to take time. We just have to learn to be, I know people who are impatient are really being tested right now. I know I'm one of those people that like sometimes gets really impatient. And I think that we just have to see what happens next. And we've got to hope that good things are going to happen next. Well, thank you so much for sharing. It was great talking to you. It was really nice talking to you too. And Thank you for interviewing me. Okay, and then once again, this was a moment in history with WCCS podcast. I am Harrison Seibert. This is it's August eighteenth, twenty twenty. This is my thirty-first interview. Um, for all the people that will listen to this when it's posted in the next few days, thank you for listening. And for all the people who may listen to this in the future, I hope this gives you a different perspective or another new perspective on what it was like to live through this time. And thank you for listening.